My name is Pastor Peter Gedaka. I serve as a pastor in Higher Ground Praise Chapel. I want to welcome you for our Bible study today. In our mode of Bible study is where we pick a chapter, we pick a verse and delve into that verse and trust God to get as much as we can by His grace in terms of liberation and understanding. We are grateful that you made time to be with us. I will ask you to get yourself a Bible, get yourself a pen and a notebook, and of course, a comfortable place to sit on for the next 30 minutes, and we'll be able to be blessed together. I ask you to pick a notebook and a pen because there are some scriptures, some verses we may just have to lead through or just quote. And therefore, later on, you can check them out, how they line up with the verse. It's always good to check those verses out. Someone quotes a verse, don't just take it. Just you need to go back to the, to the Bible and find out what did that verse mean. Bonus, if you will. I believe there are some things that you'd like to note and put down so that because our mind is such that we can forget. But when you note it down in a notebook, you can always refer to it later. So God bless you. Let's go to work. Let's go to verse 10 of Galatian. This is where we left at last broadcast. And verse 10 says, Do I now persuade men? Do I now persuade men, O God? Or do I seek to praise men? For if I yet praise men, I should not be the servant of Christ. That is Paul. Paul was stating, I am not preaching man's gospel. I'm not trying to praise man. That's what Paul is trying to say. And maybe for you who've just joined us, and possibly you, you are not with us last broadcast. In the last broadcast, we saw that Paul kept more emphasis and saying that if any man preach any other gospel unto you, let him be a cast. And he was saying, this gospel I'm preaching to you is the gospel of the grace of God. And he's saying, if anyone brings something to add to that, in terms of adding works, anything more you add to that, that person should be a cast. And of course, now here he's following that thought and he's saying, for do I now persuade men or God or do I seek to praise men? For if I yet praise men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Now the Greek word for persuade that Paul used here means to win over and let down fledry oneself. Paul was not trying to win people over and make friends by preaching what people wanted to hear. If that were the case, he would not have been a true servant of Christ. Paul stated in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 4, but as we, we are allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak. Not as preaching man but God, which tried or tried our hearts as a servant. Paul had only one master and one master alone, and that was Christ. Therefore, he spoke only one message. That is the message the Lord laid in his heart or on his heart. All of this was being said to make the point that the gospel Paul had brought to the Galatians was directly from God, not from man. 
he elaborated on this point all the way into the second chapter. The listening was that if God truly gave Paul this message, then there should be no room for change. The Lord is always the same and his message never changes. And likewise, there is no room for a gospel today that fits the culture we live in. It's the same gospel Paul preached, the power of God unto salvation. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Let me tell you, methods can change, but the message must remain the same. Many people today are saying that the gospel should be changed to fit the times we are living in, to allow abortion in times when the mother is in danger. That's just a manner of speaking. When they use when the mother is in danger, it's just a way of trying to persuade you to agree. Their idea is not when the mother is in danger. It's a wholesale abortion. And therefore, let's change Let's change this. It's not a, const- a man-made constitution whereby we, we change it because of the times. I don't want to go there. But let's go to verse 12. Verse 12 says, For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Christ Jesus. Paul did not receive this gospel from any man or from any human source. It was revealed to him by Jesus Christ. The Greek meaning of revelation in this verse carries the idea of taking off a cover, lifting the lid, unveiling disclosure of Jesus Christ. It wasn't that Paul had no human knowledge of the historical fact that Jesus had died prior to his Damascus Lord experience. Paul knew that Jesus had died. He knew that. He knew that Jesus walked on, on this road. I say that because I know Paul and Peter, they may not have been age mates, but they lived at the same time, at the same legion. But at this point, he had a spiritual understanding of the historical facts that revealed that salvation was by faith in Jesus Christ. Let's look at verse 13. Verse 13 says, For you have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. I like the the words he's chosen, and wasted it. The Galatians had heard about Paul's former conduct and manner of life in Judaism. The scriptures do not make it very clear how they knew about this. They may have heard by the word of mouth. They may have led from some pamphlets circulated around. But the phrase Paul has used in time past refers to his former time or former life before meeting Jesus Christ. Paul's religious zeal is referred to in Philippians chapter 3 verse 5 to 6 where he described himself as a Hebrew of Hebrews. Touching to the righteousness which is in the law, he said, I was brimless. He tried to obey every Jewish rule and regulation. Light down to the very last point, he was in a religious system, like all of the world's religious systems. A religious system that tried to achieve 
righteousness before God by human effort. When confronted by the claims of Jesus Christ and the real truth proclaimed in the law, he realized he was the chief of sinners. That is 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15. He learned that by the works of the law, no person could ever be justified. Galatians chapter 2 verse 16. And that the gospel was a gospel of grace. Acts chapter 15 verse 11 and Acts chapter 20 verse 24. And therefore, when Paul talks about the grace of God and Paul eliminates works from that grace, he understands what he's saying. He lived that life. I want us to notice that his religious zeal led to the persecuting of those preaching the gospel of grace. Paul went on to speak more about this letter in his epistle through the illustration of Ishmael and Isaac in Galatians chapter 4 verse 21 to 31. False religion has always persecuted true religion and it will continue to be this way until the end of the age. Law and grace are two different ways of approaching God with opposite results. They are not two different ways of receiving the same thing. They are two different ways in two different directions. In the Greek, the imperfect tense is used of both persecuted and wasted. This implies the persecution that Saul brought against the church was consistent in its excess without mercy and continued for a long time or for some time. The imperfect tense of the verb for wasted indicates an attempt as well as an action to destroy the church that continued for a period of time. Buona asifiwe. Praise God. Let's go to verse 14. And verse 14 says, And profited in the Jews, religion above many equals in my time or in my own nation, being more exceeding zealous of the traditions of my fathers. Now this Paul is talking about himself and how he lived prior to getting saved to meeting Jesus Christ as his personal savior. And I want us now to read again. And profited in the Jews' religion above many my equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. I want us to read that verse using a different translation like Amplified. He says, And you have heard now, I surpassed many of my contemporaries among my countrymen in my advanced study of the laws of Judaism as I was extremely loyal to the traditions of my ancestors. I think I would like us to read it from the New Living Translation. I was far ahead of my fellow Jews in my zeal for the traditions of my ancestors. Paul advanced within the lands of Judaism. In the Greek, the word for profited literally means to drive forward. It's a figurative language to advance. Paul was speaking here of his youth when he advanced and drove himself forward in the Jewish religion beyond many of his own age mates. You find that in Acts 22 verse 3. 
he was super abundantly zealous for the traditions of man. A good definition for religion would be the description found in Mark chapter 7 verse 9 to 13 where it talks of making the word of God of none effect through your traditions. Mark 7 13. Making the word of God of none effect. It makes the word of God which is created. This is the word that created the heaven and the earth. But tradition has got more power than that word. Amazing. It can bring that same very word that created the heavens, that created the world, the earth, that created everything you, you see to nothing. It can reduce that to nothing. Amazing. Traditions. Let's go to verse 15. And verse 15 says, But when it pleases God who separated me from my mother's womb, and called me by his grace. In Galatians chapter 1 verse 15 to 17, Paul spoke about three things that God's grace did for him. One, he was separated from God. He was separated unto God from his mother's womb. Number two, he was called by God's grace. And number three, Jesus was revealed in him by God's grace. All of these were done by the Lord so that Paul would preach Jesus unto the heavens. Thank you, Father. Let's go to Galatians chapter 1 verse 17 that says what he didn't do and what he did do. <laughs> he didn't go to Jerusalem to consult with the original apostles about the gospel. That is what he didn't do. Number two, what he did to do was to go into the deserts of Arabia and then return back to the city of Damascus and maybe to the desert of Arabia. This is my thinking. It's to lead the new, the Old Testament without the tradition screen, without looking at it through the traditional eyes, which he has always done prior to meeting Christ. He had to now lead the Old Testament and see Christ in that. Yes, yes. Paul wasn't the only one who the scriptures reveals was separated unto God, service from his womb. We'll see that, that he's not the only one. Isaiah did it in Isaiah 49 verse 1. Jeremiah did it in Jeremiah 1 5. John the Baptist in Luke 1 15. Samson in Judges 16 17. And of course, Jesus also. Buona asifiwe. Let's look at verse 18. Verse 18 says, Then, after three years, I went up to Jerusalem to see Peter and abode with him 15 days. Now, the mention of three years here is probably implying that three years after his conversion, he went up to Jerusalem. The reason for this visit was to get acquainted with Peter. He stayed with Peter for 15 days. Now, the interesting and the good thing, what I see here, there may be a couple of reasons that Paul mentioned in this visit. He was only with Peter a brief period of time and possibly have been instructed fully in the gospel so quickly. So what I'm saying here is that when Paul talks of him meeting with Peter for 15 days, it's not for Peter to impact into him. For 15 days, he wouldn't have gotten much out of that. 
But it's also important that he met with Peter and they were in agreement concerning the gospel. The Judaizers were saying that Paul had learned his gospel from the apostles and had now defected from its original message. This makes Paul's point that the gospel was revealed to him not by man but by God. Number two, the Judaizers could claim Paul's message was different from Peter's and Paul wanted his leaders to understand his acquaintance and harmony with Peter and James, the brother of the Lord, who was the overseer of the church in Jerusalem. And this was important for Paul to bring this one out, that I met with Peter. I met with James. We are in agreement. It's not that I'm preaching a different gospel from theirs. We are in agreement in this. So nobody could condemn him for going solo. <laughs> it's important. It's important. Let's look at verse 13 being our last verse. It says, but they had heard only that he which persecuted us is in time past now preaches the faith which once he destroyed. In the Greek text, this word head means they kept constantly hearing. It's not something they had and forgot. It was in the media. It was, you know, like what you find in the social media. It's constant flowing within the, the community. So the Greek verb translated glorified, it denotes continuous action. So these verses are saying that the testimony of Paul's conversion from persecutor to preacher was consistently being told among the Christians. And I can imagine that if he was one of the greatest persecutor and overnight discharges and starts supporting those that he persecuted. It was news. Even in today's standards, it would be news. And therefore, we thank God for the grace of God that is able to change someone overnight. If you are there and you are praying for your husband, you are praying for your wife, you are praying for your community, you are praying for someone who's not feeling well to get healed, you are praying for things that doesn't look like they can happen. This is a good example that God can do it in the spring of, of a second in the name of Jesus. We want to thank you for joining us, being with us for this, for this Bible study. We want to believe your breast indeed, yes, yes, wherever the word of God goes, it has got the ability to breast, to restore, to heal in the name of Jesus. And therefore, thank you so much. If you are there or you'd like to give your life to the Lord, I will lead you to a prayer. And I want you to make this prayer after me. If that is the conviction in your heart, the same way Paul was changed in a split of a second, God can do that for you. It doesn't matter who you are, whether you are a thief in the town, a murderer in the town, whatever you are, God can change that. Just say this after me. Father, I thank you for Jesus who died on the cross so that I may be saved. Today, I have seen I'm a sinner. I have realized I'm a sinner. And I open my heart to receive the risen Christ 
in my spirit, in my heart. Thank you, Father. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Light my name in the book of life. Thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name. I want to thank you for making that decision. I'll ask you, Kaidre, if you can, if you have a friend who is born again, mature in the Lord, just let them know what you've done. And, and also you can call me if that's okay with you. You can call me through this number 0751030930. Thank you so much. God bless you. We'll be with you in the next broadcast. Amen.